Chapter Five of the Boy Scouts Through the Big Timber. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kenneth Sargent Gagan. The Boy Scouts Through the Big Timber by Herbert Carter. Chapter Five: The Missing Tenderfoot. Looks like poor old Bumpus is lost," said Allan presently breaking the silence that had fallen upon them all. Lost, who? muttered Giraffe, and an elevation of the eyebrows that stood for a great deal. That big booby lost, said Stephen. What on earth can we do? Smithy asked. Again they looked at each other. Consternation had undoubtedly fallen upon the camp of the scouts, just as though a wet blanket had suddenly been thrown on some pet project. It would have been a matter of more or less concern had Davy Jones failed to turn up after a day's hunt in the big timber, or Giraffe, or Stephen. But Bumpus, why, no one save himself had ever seriously contemplated the possibility of the fat boy going astray. And yet now that they thought of it, how many times had they heard him prophesying that if he ever did find a, himself wandering alone, he would know how to take care of himself. Bumpus had for a long time been making preparations looking to such a happening. The remembrance of this seemed to cheer the others up a little after the first shock had passed. He was always dreading just the same thing, said Davy Jones. And get ready against the evil day, remarked Allan. That's why he bought his little compass, put in giraffe. Ditto, his camp hatchet, added Stephen. And I reckon, sir, observed the southern boy, that Bumpus had in mind more than anything else when he took to carrying that piece of window sash cord around with him. Sure thing, Giraffe went on. I've heard him say it was apt to come in handy lots of times. And it did, broke in Davy Jones, earnestly. If it hadn't been for that same handy rope, fellows, there's no telling what would have happened to me, or what gloom might be a-hanging over this here camp right now. Good old Bumpus, murmured Smithy, quite affected. Always willing to do his share of the work. You never knew him to shirk or get a cramp in the stomach, and as and as Giraffe said this, he cast a severe look over in the direction of Davy Jones, who turned red in the face, gave a little uneasy laugh, and hastened to exclaim, Oh, that joke is ancient history now, Giraffe. I've reformed since I joined the patrol. Some years before, the Jones boy had been really subject to violent cramps that gave him great pain and was doubled him up like a jackknife, or at a closed hinge. He was always an object of pity at such times, and had frequently been allowed to go home from school because of his affliction. But the time came when the teacher observed that these convenient cramps never arrived on a rainy day, and also that Davy recovered in a miraculous fashion once he reached the open air, and when Davy was simply allowed to retire to a cloakroom to let the spasm pass, Instead of being started homeward, it was noticed that his complaint quickly disappeared. So in joining the scouts, Davy, whose dislike for exerting himself had been his weakness, began to have those strange cramps whenever some hard work was to be done. But trust boys for noticing that the pains never, never attacked him when a meal was awaiting his attention. And Davy was soon made so ashamed of himself that he did actually reform, as he now declared. Well, Smithy went on to say, it's some satisfaction anyhow to know the poor old elephant is so well fixed. 
if he does have to pass the night or two in the woods alone he evidently took a lot of grub and matches along said davy and if he has a fire he can do without his blanket allan observed while we're pitying him in this way how do we know but what it may be the best thing in the world for bumpus suggested thad yes he needs something like this to give him self-reliance bumpus is all ready to follow at the heels of someone who led but whoever knew him to start out on his own hook said allan if only we could be sure of finding him again after a couple of days had gone by it wouldn't be so bad declared smithy who tell his folks asked davy jones dejectedly thad turned on him like a flash here we don't want to talk any of that sort of talk he said severely we're going to find our missing comrade again all right get that fixed in your mind davy it may be tomorrow or maybe the day after or even a week from now but we'll find him sooner or later and he'll know more than he ever did before too <laughs> you just bet he will chuckled giraffe as he mentally pictured the fat boy stalking through the great track of timber solemnly consulting his compass from time to time and yet utterly unable to say whether the camp lay to the north south east or west it'll just be the making of bumpus fellers ventured stephen but see here remarked thad if he disappears this morning how is it you two davy and smithy let the whole afternoon go by without trying to communicate with us davy jones took it upon himself to answer well you see thad he began in the first place we didn't know for sure the poor old silly was lost till late in the afternoon we just kind of felt a bit uneasy but every time i came to camp after fishing an hour or so i expected to see him sitting here but if you grew uneasy it ought to have been your business to call us in continued thad as the leader of the patrol just so boss davy went on to say but you see it happened that i let bob white take my gun and when bumpus he let that silly notion to wander get a stranglehold on him why he carried off the only other shooting iron we had in camp oh said thad of course he did all right davy and besides there's a little chance right now that bumpus in wandering around may glimpse our old fire here and come in on that account you mean we ought to keep a bumper blaze going all evening remarked giraffe eagerly giraffe his weakness lay in his adoration of fire it was forever on his mind and whenever he sat down to rest he was always keen-aged jackknife was busy with whittling shavings oh we might want to make a fire later on who knows and then these shavings will come in real handy he would say he knew about every means possible for producing a blaze without the use of matches the patrol leader afraid lest giraffe set the woods on fire up in maine where the law is very particular about such things had given giraffe the job of official fire maker of the camp on condition that he agreed never to carry matches on his person but to ask for them as needed this put giraffe on his mettle he, be he began experimenting first with a burning sunglass and a pinch of powder to start a blaze in the dry tinder then he used his flint and steel successfully this old-time method he advanced along the line marking fires in half a dozen primitive ways until he came up with one that stumped him for a long time this was the south sea island method of producing heat by friction the scout had studied it well made him a little bow and spent many hours twirling that stick was rolled back and forth and by the cord how success finally came and at a time when it seemed giraffe really needed a fire if ever he did in all his life 
has been already told in a previous volume of this series but the passion for a fire was just as much a part of giraffe's nature as it had ever been and this is why his face lit up while his eyes glittered with happiness when he heard the acting scoutmaster admit they ought to keep a good fire going all evening just giraffe for that a wink was as good as a nod to him when the subject of fire building was concerned later on they sat around enjoying the venison steaks and the trout which had been so beautifully browned in the frying pan after several slices of fat salt pork had been tried out what are you putting that lot aside for davy asked thad just as if he didn't know that the generous thought was impelled the cook to reserve one good big portion of the supper i thought that maybe bumpus might poke along after a bit replied davy adding another crisp trout to the pile he had already heaped up if he does i guess he's apt to be pretty hungry bumpus is a good feeder we all know that what do you suppose made him do it thad asked stephen there said the scoutmaster none of us really know but we can give a pretty good guess of huh, boys i should say yes spoke up giraffe bumpus has gone clean crazy over this bear business said everybody was getting them but him put in smithy and i'm sure that doesn't apply to me in the last i never expect to get a bear and my only hope is that no bear will get me and if he didn't actually say the words went on giraffe his manner stood for it all right you just wait i'm going to have my chance before long and fellers it's my opinion bumpus just got tired of waiting for his chance to come to him so he went out stalking after it he's trying to pick up his trout tonight is there asked stephen thad shook his head not in the least he said we'll have to wait until morning and hope he may show up as yet i said before we'll try and keep a good fire going all night so as to show him a beacon if by good luck he keeps on turning to the left as lost people nearly always do and comes back this way they sat up rather late talking and although conversation might be of things that happened in the past it was easy to see what the chief thought in every one of those boys mind must be for never did a rabbit or a squirrel rustle the nearby underbrush that there did not come a look of eager expectancy upon the seven faces that quickly died out again with repeated disappointment there's an old saying to the effect that you never miss the water till the well runs dry and these seven scouts of the silver fox patrol did not fully realize what a universal favorite bumpus hawtree had become until he was missing from camp many times that night when either allan or thad being light sleepers took it upon themselves to crawl out from their blanket in the tent they occupied to fix the smoldering fire they would sit there a bit and listen to see if by good luck they might hear a distant hello but only the usual noises of the night greeted them around lay the mysterious big timber and somewhere in the unknown depths of this wide stretch of woods bordering the rocky mountain foothills their comrade was camping in solitude no doubtless a prey to lively fears so morning found them breakfast was quickly eaten there was no cutting up or boyish pranks shown on this morning everyone seemed serious gloomy oppressed with doubts and a vague sense of coming trouble that saw it that a complete understanding was arranged with the three who were to remain in camp being davy jones bob white and smithy and then the others having each made up a few rations of food to carry them over possibly a couple of days prepared to start upon the plain trail of bumpus which had been easily found last wave of the hand a few good luck goes with you from the boys in the camp 
and then the trackers were swallowed up in the big timber. End of chapter 5 Recording by Kenneth Sergeant Gagan